Welcome to Our Calcutta. I'm Kelly Burt. And I'm Amanda Livermore. We are two cradle Catholics who had major reversions to our faith in our adult lives. After encountering Christ in this real way, we began searching for ways to best serve and love Him. We soon discovered that our world around us, where our Father has placed us, is where we are called to serve. These are our experiences, and we hope that by joining us in Our Calcutta, you'll discover a little bit more about yours. Hi, and welcome to our very first episode of our new podcast, Our Calcutta. Kelly and I are so excited to be here with all of you to share our journey. Hey, Kelly. Hi, Amanda, and hello to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for being with us and taking time to hang out with us today. Oh my gosh. So a few months ago, Kelly and I were presented with this idea to have a podcast and we love talking to each other, especially about our faith. So of course we said yes. And we started praying about it and asking the Lord what he wants from us. And after that prayer, we decided to call it Our Calcutta. And this comes from, of course, St. Teresa of Calcutta. And she had this amazing quote that inspired the title for our podcast. She said, stay where you are, find your own Calcutta. Find the sick, the suffering, and the lonely right there where you are, in your own homes and in your own families, in your workplaces and in your schools. You can find Calcutta all over the world if you have eyes to see. And we kept coming back to this quote. We had a couple different things that we were praying through and, and trying to decide what we were going to focus on. And we kept coming back to this quote. And I think it's because this is really how both Amanda and I live out our vocations and our lives, how we do ministry. But it, it wasn't always this way. And I think that's why this quote resonates with us so much, because we both had pretty significant reversions in our faith. I know for me, when I did, I thought that I needed to go out outside of my vocation or to go outside of my own community in order to serve God in a real way. And so just through some spiritual maturity, we realized that right where we are is, is our own Calcutta. So Amanda and I thought we would tell you a little bit about our stories, about our conversion slash reversion stories. And both of us really love to tell our story because it's not really our story, it's God's story. So Amanda, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yours? Sure. So I was brought up in the Catholic faith, as we're called cradle Catholics, and my parents were wonderfully committed to making sure my brother and I always got our sacraments. And we went to the traditional CCD classes. I know some of you from our generation probably remember CCD. And looking back now, I can see that a lot of what I was learning and kind of my practice in the faith was more transactional instead of relational, right? So it's kind of like checking the boxes. I made sure we got this sacrament at this time and this sacrament at this time, but I didn't really uh, understand the idea of a relationship with Jesus, with the person. As a matter of fact, I used to sneak out of CCD class after <laughs> my parents would drop me off. Um, sorry, mom, if you're listening. Uh, but I would um, sneak out with a couple of the other middle schoolers and we would go play on the playground. And then we would sneak back in right when CCD was supposed to be over. So, so what I'm saying is it wasn't the CCD teacher's fault necessarily. But all of a sudden I had this experience a little bit later, you know, in my young adult life where I really did fall in love with God. And it was this beautiful awakening. And my whole life then got reordered around Christ at the center of everything. So instead of my faith being something I was fitting in to my life as it was 
convenient or necessary, it became that my entire life started to revolve around this person of Jesus. And what was so great was that God was putting people in my life all throughout the way who were either searching for the same thing uh, as I was or had already fallen deeply in love with Christ and were inspirations to this life that I knew that I uh, was called to and that I wanted. So in my early 20s, we had this amazing young adult core team at our parish in Lakeland, Resurrection, and shout out to them. Hey guys, hey Defide group. But they really were such an instrumental part of helping to build my faith in those small group conversations, those relationships that were really based around our faith. And to be honest, looking back now, I can see that God was knocking for a long time. I knew that there was more, but I didn't know what that more was. And I was just really focused you know, kind of outward instead of inward. So for me, all of a sudden in that point, that, that awakening moment, that's when everything changed. Kelly and I have talked a lot about this because our stories are very similar. So I don't know, Kelly, if you want to share a little bit about yours too. Sure. Well, can I just say ditto to the, <laughs> to the story? Because so what most of you should understand is that Amanda and I were not friends during this time for either one of us. So we didn't know each other. But while Amanda was was having her reversion, I was in my little part of the world experiencing very similar upbringing and a very similar situation. So we do always laugh about that because it's kind of what started our friendship. We had many mutual friends who were familiar with both of our conversion stories who kept saying, oh my gosh, you guys need to meet each other. And many priests, religious <laughs> sisters, uh, friends there. So you think we would have listened. <laughs> no, we were like, what do you know? <laughs> the, it was funny because the day that we met, it was one of our, our mutual friends. And she just kind of took both of us and was like, here, meet each other. It was because she really knew that we had so much in common. So my story is very similar. Like I mentioned, I grew up as a cradle Catholic. Also, my parents did a great job of just making sure that we were really surrounded by our church community, by our parish community. So growing up, I remember being, you know, a lot of kids talk about they hated going to Mass, but I was really excited on Sunday to go to Mass because that's where all of our friends were, and I got to see my friends, and there were donuts, so that's awesome. (laughs) So my faith centered around donuts until uh, I became a little bit older, and I was married, and I had, you know, all three of my kids by this time, and like Amanda, I just, I knew that there was something more, and I felt very, very empty. At the parish that I went to, and I'm going to I'm gonna say, I'm going to name names, I'm going to call out Annunciation in Altamont Springs because I so love our parish community. And at the time, we had this brand new priest who was right out of uh, seminary. And this poor guy, you know, he's on like day three. And I decided to go see him and see if he will help me out with some issues that I was having. And God bless him, he convinced me to visit the Sacrament of Reconciliation, which I had not done in in so many years. It was probably six or seven. And even before that, any time I had gone to confession, it was very um, surfaced. I didn't really understand what what we were doing in the sacrament. And so he kind of helped me understand and he kind of helped walk me through doing, you know, a really significant examination of conscience. And I got, I had a beautiful confession and I left that day and just kind of felt like, yeah, that was, that was good. Check. What I didn't realize is, is that God was pouring graces into my soul just by being ripped open kind of um, with that confession and, and so humbled. And so in the weeks and months to follow, 
my life began to change. And I love the word you used, Amanda, reordered. That was that that very much describes everything that happened because I always tell people it was like overnight. I, I really identify with, with St. Paul and his conversion because I feel like, you know, I was I was walking along in my life and I just kind of got kind of hit over the head with this this conversion. I think God was probably gently knocking, but I <laughs> I was not paying attention. So I really it was just kind of this overnight that my life was was reordered and everything and that I did and everything that um, from everything I watched on TV to everything I listened to on the radio to to the way I raised my kids to the way that I approached my marriage really was was reordered. And so I just began this relationship with Jesus like Amanda that I, I hadn't had before and it really filled that hole. And so again, like Amanda, I had all these wonderful people who came into my life and all these wonderful opportunities. I This all happened for me in the month of August, so I guess I could be celebrating my anniversary here. But by that February, I was on a pilgrimage in Rome, celebrating Mass in St. Peter's before it was even open in the morning. I got to visit the, the tomb of, of Peter and, and pray with his bones and Paul and all these things. So in this short amount of time, just it, some beautiful things happened and the Lord just placed some, some great people in my life my life. I think that kind of circles us kind of back to what Amanda and I were originally talking about with the title of our podcast, because soon after this happened, I just began to think that I, well, I remember saying to said priest that heard my confession that that time, I I said, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to move to Africa because I'd really like to serve the orphans there. And then he gently and kindly reminded me that that I had my own children. So um, going to Africa was probably not serving my vocation. So I, I just began to look around and, and see how I could serve Jesus just kind of right where I was. And then our, our wonderful sisters, we, we are so lucky. Amanda and I have beautiful relationships with our sisters at Annunciation and um, even our sister Christy, who's at Bishop Moore. And I think they kind of helped remind us that it was through our vocation, the vocation that God placed us in. So for both of us, motherhood and, and marriage, that's where we were going to serve Christ. And that's kind of what we began to look at and and pray with. So Amanda, did you kind of have a similar experience with uh, wanting to serve in a foreign country? or <laughs> <laughs> I did. And um, I did go, uh, but only for one week at a time each time I went. But um, I did. Uh, I do love that. Yeah, work. you just went to the DR. I was going to go across the world. Like I, yours was so much like more yeah. realistic. I yeah. should definitely do that. Oh, sometimes the Lord just stirs our hearts, though. Because <laughs> um, I was thinking about this quote from St. Augustine, actually, and I won't um, read the whole thing to you because it's really long, but this is so much what happened to us, which is so great. And St. Augustine, um, like us, wasn't doing it perfectly for a long time. Uh, one of his famous prayers was, Lord, make me holy, but not yet. And I think that that was, you know, kind of a part of uh, my life for a while, too. But then he says, and this is, uh, you know, after his own reversion, he says, Late have I loved you. Then he said, You were within me, but I was outside. And it was there that I searched for you. And then he says, you were with me, but I was not with you. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. And then later he goes on to say, I have tasted you. Now I hunger and thirst for more. And that was so, you know, to me as Kelly was speaking, and it was reminding me again of so many parts of my own story too, uh, that once we tasted that, once we felt what 
opening our hearts to Christ's love really felt like and loved him back in a personal human way. It impacted everything. Uh, it impacted our, our marriages, um, our, our motherhood, um, also our work. Both of us are blessed to work at Bishop Moore Catholic now, and um, I'm about to start my sixth year there. But we get to live this vocation every day with these amazing teenagers who are in the midst of discovering all of this themselves. And we get the privilege of letting God knock and shout through us sometimes to them so that they can feel the same love and experience of him that we did. So for us, I think it's been such a beautiful, I don't know, such a beautiful plan of his that we didn't see coming. And then to have been brought together in friendship, uh, because both Kelly and I, we love our vocation. We love, I mean, our husbands are amazing men who are faith leaders in our lives and in our homes and are great examples of living faith as well. Yet we laugh all the time about how imperfectly we're all doing it. Um, and so we can support each other and love each other and support our marriages. And, and we're surrounded by a great group of friends uh, who do that. But knowing that a holy Amanda is not going to look like a holy anybody else, and that's okay. Um, and so instead of trying to fit now, you know, once I had this calling to say, well, then my holiness needs to look like that person or needs to fit into this mold, but instead to say, holy Amanda is just the most whole version of Amanda living out her vocation wherever God has put me, and holy Kelly looks different from that and in a beautiful way is has been placed in my life to to support me along this journey and vice versa so so grateful so grateful for that friendship and that the lord knew uh, enough to not only call us and love us but to bring us to each other support each other on this journey so Absolutely. We are so thankful for the people that he's placed in our lives. And I think um, that's sort of the message here within our stories is, is just, you know, when you have the eyes to see it, when you have the eyes to see what God is putting in front of you and what God is putting around you, there's abundant work there. There's abundant ministry. And I think when you've had an encounter like both of us have had, you just have this burning desire. And I don't think it's ever going to go away to serve the Lord. And there's just so much around us in our own communities. And so we just keep going back to that quote, you know, that this is our Calcutta, that this is this is the place where we are. So our hope for this podcast is that you'll kind of come along this journey with us. So it's it doesn't look perfect. <laughs> it looks real messy and um, crazy. We have some 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 crazy and funny things that have happened to us along the way. I have some embarrassing mass stories that would knock your socks off. So oh, I can't wait till you tell them. <laughs> Not this episode, but they'll be awesome. <laughs> but tune in to follow. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on embarrassing Kelly stories. So we just hope that you'll come along with us. And so that maybe in just some little way, we can help you see in your own life, your own Calcutta. So one thing that Amanda and I I kind of wanted to wrap up with is both of us have had such excitement for furthering our knowledge of the faith through reading and and other materials available. So we kind of wanted to share with you a couple things that really have helped us. So for me, I was telling Amanda on the ride over here that I was I'm almost a little embarrassed to say that my catechesis comes from YouTube. So <laughs> Amanda assured me I should not be embarrassed because the bringer of this catechesis is Bishop Robert Barron. So when I was going through all of this, I realized that I didn't know a whole lot about the Catholic Church. So there was so much that I didn't know. And I wanted to know because I didn't I didn't want to sit in that confessional anymore. And I wanted to know what the teachings were. And I believed that they would lead me to happiness and wholeness, as Amanda mentioned. So I would watch these 
Bishop Barron videos at the time. He was Father Barron. And, you know, he has these seven minute to nine minute videos on YouTube and, and on any subject. So if you have a question about some a teaching in the Catholic faith, check him out because he gives you this very comprehensive. So I'd be like making dinner and stirring my spaghetti while listening to Father Barron. My kids thought I was crazy, um, but I couldn't get enough. I couldn't get enough of his words and his teachings uh, um, that just really helped me understand the church. So you'll be happy to know that my recommendation is not the Catechism of the Catholic Church or the Summa at this point. At least not yet. At least not yet, yeah. We'll work our way slowly to that. Um, but but really just some simple YouTube videos. And so check him out. Um, Word on Fire. There's There are quick videos. Uh, Father Mike Schmitz also has wonderful videos on different teachings. And I think the more we understand the church, the more that we can see her beauty. So what about you, Amanda? What, did, what was kind of your, your reading material at the time? Uh-huh. Well, one piece that I really loved that kind of broke open my heart to the way that Jesus loves is the devotion to the sacred heart by Father John Croisset, probably not pronouncing that right, but um, a beautiful book about what God revealed to St. Margaret Mary about his love and his sacred heart and how that love impacts our daily lives. Uh, That just made the Eucharist come alive for me, made adoration and prayer, and of course the Mass. I mean, all of that just really come alive for me in a new way. And then also, just as another resource, I would say, starting out that journey, surrounding yourself with people who are also searching and wanting to draw closer to God and good friendships, just leaning on leaning on that and supporting each other and having fun. We have so much fun uh, walking towards heaven together. So um, I really encourage you to uh, look for the right people to surround yourselves with to um, enjoy this adventure that God has put us on. I can't believe our recommended YouTube and you recommended the devotion to the sacred heart. There's so much more refined than no, mine. Bishop Barron's amazing. <laughs> well, that's true. No so, offense to Bishop Barron. Yeah. Um, well, we hope that you'll join us in our next episode. We will be discussing how we are coping with life in the midst of COVID. Mm-hmm. So life in pandemic. Uh, so join us for that. It should be very exciting. And we promise to always be very honest with you all on our feelings. And um, we are just excited to be here with you. And we thank you so much for being part of this journey with us. So, um, Amanda, would you mind if I said a quick prayer as we conclude? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be together with our listeners today, with each other. Thank you for the gift of conversion. We pray, Lord, that you continue to convert our hearts each day so that we may grow closer to you. We pray that together, We can be with you in heaven. We ask all of these things in your name. Amen. Amen. And St. Mother Teresa, pray pray for for us. us.